Sega just gets me. My name is Hilton Price, and I'm an OK Geek. That new Sega trailer with the reveal from the Game Awards, I've watched it. It's it's amazing. Everything I see in that trailer, I want more than the thing they show before. It, it's it's so impressive. Sega is such a, an interesting company. Started out as as a arcade game manufacturer and distributor, uh, responsible for some incredible uh, arcade classics from the early 1980s. Games like Outrun, games like Fantasy Zone, games like Space Harrier, games like Hang On, just some of the top games. Later, the company moved into the home as one of the big competitors for the home console market, the biggest competitor against Nintendo. The classic console wars of the 90s are about Sega versus Nintendo. They're the upstart. They're the, the, uh, the, 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 the disruptor. They're the guy that shows up and changes the game. And that's exactly what they've done. And what I saw in this trailer from the Game Awards is not changing the game. It's a different part of Sega, but it's them knowing what they do, knowing who they are, and leaning the fuck into it. And it was so good to see you guys. We're talking about the return of five classic Sega franchises. We're talking about Streets of Rage. We're talking about Shinobi. We're talking about Golden Axe. We're talking about Jet Set Radio. And we're talking about Crazy Taxi. And they all look good, you guys. And these are from different eras, because after their time in the console space, Sega later went multi-platform as they became a games developer again and got out of the console market. And at that point, they were bringing stuff like Crazy Taxi to multiple systems. And once again, here it is, changing the game. That's their thing, you guys. And they know who they are. And this, like I said, this isn't about change, but this is them still knowing exactly who they are. And I know I'm a little bit scatterbrained, but I'm very excited about this. And that's really what I'm getting at here. So let's talk a little bit about what we see in this reveal trailer from the Game Awards for each of these franchises. The Shinobi that we see is a hardcore 2D uh, action game in the classic sense, but with a uh, a style, a design, aesthetic that is so much leaning into some of what we've seen in more recent games like Mark of the Ninja, like Hollow Knight, like... Um, Bloodstained, uh, uh, um, um, Bloodstained, uh, the, the main one, not Curse of the Moon, but um, the, the the main console one, and, and it's really I don't I I'm guessing we're not getting a Metroidvania. I'm guessing we're getting a classic stage action adventure or action platformer, and I'm excited for that. It's something that they will do well. Uh, Golden Axe, uh, Golden Axe, not doing going 2D, but very much leaning into a 3D brawler beat 'em up kind of structure, uh, looking like it's going to have big set pieces, uh, a return to some of the classic gameplay elements, including weapons, including rideable creatures, and of course, that um, uh, fantasy world motif throughout. It looks really good, you guys. The Golden Axe game looks good. And we have seen Golden Axe iterations before that have gone off the deep end and not been good. We've seen 3D modern versions that have not looked good. And this does, and this is that's something that's good to see uh, them possibly getting it right. Um, another one that we saw is Streets of Rage. We don't see a lot of Streets of Rage, but we see, same thing, a 3D take on the kind of... Um, uh, 
2D, 2.5 isometric look of the classic games where there was a an up and down kind of moving closer and farther on the street, but now reiterated in a more three-dimensional sense. And that beat-em-up that we see, I'm getting, I'm getting hints of um, uh, some Street Fighter in there. I, and I know that this is not a 2D uh, fighting game at all, but I'm getting those kind of hints in some of the design aesthetic of the more recent Street Fighters. And I'm getting a hint of Power Stone in there as well, which is the classic Capcom 3D brawler um, that they used to do. And again, this is not a fighting game. That's that that's a, is a is a uh, best of three fighting game, I believe. I believe Power Stone is, is best of three. But you know that type of structure. Uh, and and the Streets of Rage is not going to be that. It is is allegedly going to be a classic beat 'em up game. But really liking what I'm seeing there. Uh, the 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 look of Streets of Rage and Golden Axe are probably two of the weaker that we've seen in this lineup, only because. Um, the two things that I, I see that could be complaints are a darker color palette in both, although Streets of Rage does have some touches of neon, but there's still a lot of blacks and browns in the base. And then that fantasy world of Golden Axe. Hopefully we'll see some more brighter environments as well, but there is there is a chance it's going to go too far into that just murky 3D look that we saw, which honestly I believe was one of the problems of the last attempt to re-release Golden Axe in a 3D format, was to go too far into that that those murky dark colors uh shinobi does not look like it's going to have that problem a very bright beautiful stylistic color palette being chosen for that 2d game i think that one's going to look sharp as hell if you're looking for this trailer by the way you want to watch it while you're listening it's called power surge sega reveal trailer tga 2023 uh, on sega's own youtube channel it only runs about a minute and a half so i think i've already watched it three times through while we've been talking here today uh and i just get real hyped you know there's not a ton of gameplay shown but I'm excited for what I'm seeing here. Uh, and two of the newer games on the list, of course, Crazy Taxi, which looks very much um, of a don't fix what isn't broken kind of sense. Much of that, the the look of the structure of the gameplay there looks very much like what Crazy Taxi has always been. Only, of course, sharper, high-def graphics, much more detailed uh, uh, models uh, for the cars, uh, the houses, the people, etc. And uh, just really uh, exciting dynamic visual effects. Just the kind of stuff that you can get from a modern console that you couldn't even in the days of the Dreamcast. And the Dreamcast was a powerful machine. You know, we could talk at length about what a great little system Sega released with the Dreamcast. Their swan song in the gaming console space was a good one. Um, very sad uh, that that system did not get a longer life because there's some real great titles on that. And Crazy Taxi was one of them. That was a system seller uh, before eventually moving multi-platform with great versions on the Xbox. And I want to say the PS2 uh, for sure, although it's been a minute and I can't uh, pull the image of that off the top of my head. Uh, and then, of course, you've seen that in, in re-release in many ways. I'm pretty sure I've got it in my Steam catalog of all places, you know. Crazy Taxi is a game that's out there. You can definitely get it. But this uh, modern version looks very good, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, I'm excited to see what Sega does with that. And then the one we haven't touched on yet is probably the one that I know the least about, but I have very much enjoyed my times playing it, is Jet Set uh, Radio Future. Um, and, and Jet Set Radio, of course, it was uh, Jet Grind Radio, I believe, was the original name of it when it was first came out. And then some kind of... Um, some kind of naming legal rights issue in there, and then there was a change, and it became Jet Set. So, but uh, very cool uh, with hints of Tony Hawk in the gameplay, and then a a, a really fun um, uh, aesthetic, a real sharp look to the game 
very stylized. What's the word I'm looking for? It's the cell shaded. The cell shaded look of the graphics uh, can't miss. And I love that's another one very much like Crazy Taxi that they're not fixing what ain't broken. You know, uh, Jet Set has a look, and they're just they're they're polishing it up. They're making it look sharper, and it's exactly what you want to see for this kind of game coming back out. You know, I'm not a big game awards guy uh, because I don't give a rat's ass what the quote unquote best game is. But I love the trailers, and I love uh, it being a chance for the industry to show off what they have coming down uh, the pipeline and just to get us excited. Um, and I love that Sega is doing what they do and leaning very much into their strengths, whether it's uh, making t- uh, Shinobi a 2D game, whether it's leaning very hard in the um, don't fix what's not broken of Jet Set and Crazy Taxi, or uh, finding new ways to get the best out of uh Brands like Streets of Rage and Golden Axe, where the gameplay has moved on a little bit. Um, you know, and I say that, and of course, the first thing that pops into my head is the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game, which is very much in that style and is so good. You know, they don't have to go 3D with these games, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm, you can tell I'm feeling the hype, and I'm going to uh, ride the wave for a little bit and see where they go with that. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Uh, also excited for the holidays, a little bit of uh, family time, a little bit of time to chill and relax, a little bit of time to get out and about and just see your community hopefully trying to be its best, uh, whether it's decorating uh, in, to get in the spirit or just people treating one another with kindness, uh, generosity, and patience in their hearts. It's definitely something I'm aiming for. Thank you, therapy. And it's something I hope all of you are doing as well. And it also impacts my reading. Uh, I, I do enjoy when the holiday comics come out each year uh, both marvel and dc typically throw in with some kind of you know the hulk and santa on a trip around the world type story it's usually very silly and fun um and i like i like themed stuff you know i i enjoy when comics puts out a one-off uh just in the spirit of an issue or a person or a theme or a time of year or something you know i always grab um when they do the lgbtq issues i'm always Happy to check those stories out and see what those creators are doing or what people are doing with those characters. Uh, when they do issues representing people of color, I jump on board just to see, you know, uh, maybe get a chance to read a new writer who I've, who's been kind of flying under the radar. You know, maybe, maybe not because of, you know, how society deals with, with different cultures like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a chance to their goal is to expose people. And, hey, man, I, you know, I want to I want to check you out. I want to know what you're about. So. Love reading that stuff. So I always grab the Christmas stuff too because it's, and these are also often typically silly. The Christmas stories are usually very silly and fun and light. You'll have weird team ups, you'll have bad guys being good, you'll have very silly, fun stuff. And I, I always enjoy it. This year, I feel like we're getting something a little bit different. I picked up Batman Santa Claus Silent Night number one, thinking it was just a one off, probably a uh, anthology with a few different stories in it. Uh, probably about like Aquaman meeting Santa that one day or, you know, does Robin believe? I don't know, you know, but no, this is an honest to goodness little mini Gotham crossover uh, with Batman, a couple other members of the Bat family. I think so far I've seen Nightwing and uh, Batgirl. Uh, I know I've seen Robin uh, Zatanna is there, so I guess you could even call it like a light Justice League crossover. Um, and uh, Santa Claus is there, uh, and he is a complete badass. Uh, is that the the right way to put it? Um, 
he is kicking ass in this. And we learn uh, that this, uh, the Santa Claus of the DC Universe is a, a man of, of, of Norse heritage uh, with some superpowers of his own. Uh, and, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a kick-ass guy. And him and Batman have uh, fought side-by-side side before. And in, in, in telling those tales to the rest of the Bat family, uh, Batman was written off as just having tell, told a tall tale. Uh, but no, the Bat Family gets a first-hand view to find out that Chris Kringle does exist, and he's a superhero, and he fights evil. And we get a villain. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to tell you who the villain is, um, but let me just say that they are very much in the spirit of the holiday. And we'll go from there. It's not Mr. Freeze. Well, not at least in issue one. I don't know. And that's the other thing, too. This is not a one-off, you guys. This is a multi-part story. It's got a to-be-continued, and I'm on board. I am on board. You know how, I think it was last week or the week before I talked a little bit about outsiders and aliens and about how maybe, um, you know, I need to start culling my list a bit. Uh, and not happening this week. Nope, 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 because this was fun. This was way too fun. It was very silly, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And, uh, and it's Santa Claus the Superhero. I'm down for it. I'm very much down for this. Uh, let's find uh, some credits here and tell you about who made this delightful jaunty tale happen. Um, this was written by Jeff Parker with art by Michelle Bandini. Alex Sinclair was on co- uh, colors. Lettered by Pat Brousseau. And edit, uh, no one cares who edited it. The cover's Dan Mora. That was a good cover. And uh, Soups is on the cover, 1D2, so I haven't seen him in this issue, but maybe they'll show up. Um, but yeah, it, it harkens back to old stories. It's, it, it's a logical... It's, it's, it's a solid book, you guys. I don't know how to say it. I picked it up thinking it was going to be a silly one-off, and I'm like, damn, I'm down. Um, I actually pulled up new comics. Uh, League, League of Comic Geeks does a great uh, what's coming out this week, and I'm actually pulling it up real quick. Oh, cool. Batman Gargoyle of Gotham is about to come out. Uh, if you didn't read Batman Gargoyle of Gotham number one, do, and then grab number two this week. Um, but I'm trying to see if that Batman Santa is like a... Yes, okay, number two is coming out this week, so, and I'm guessing it's just going to be a weekly for four weeks, so, um, 100% you guys, uh, get, yeah, yeah, three is next week, I guess four is coming out on the 27th then, and I, I mean, I feel like it should have all skewed one week earlier, if it's only a four part, maybe it's only three part, no, there's four, wow, Maybe is there five? Probably not. Probably not. That'd be shocked if there was a fifth part. If they did five parts to the Batman Santa crossover, that's too bold. It's too hard. Too far. Too flew, flew too close to the sun. Nah, they're not doing it. Not doing it. Oh wow! But there's a Disney villains Cruella Deville number one coming out, and a Lilo and Stitch number one from Dynamite. Oh, that's adorable. I may have to check that out. Uh, I'm on LeagueOfComicGeeks.com, their new comics page. If you just search, like, new comics this week, you'll find it. But uh, when you go to your shop, go grab this Batman Santa Claus Silent Night number one for sure. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then grab, um, you know, I don't know, grab numbers two, three, and four if you like it. What else? I don't think I have anything else to talk about, you guys. I guess it's a light episode for a podcast that has nothing but light episodes. But either way... Um, We'll be back soon. With the holiday coming up, I'm not going to promise one right back in two weeks, but I've been doing pretty good, so who knows? You never know. We'll see you guys. Thanks for listening.